Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thanks for being here. This is a podcast that hopes to help you make today better than yesterday. Something that you hear on this show and every show will help you make today better than yesterday. That's it. Been here since 2013 and there's hundreds of interviews for you to listen to. I'm here three times a week, Mondays and Wednesdays, and I'm here with a guest, and Fridays, I'm, I'm here with you. You can always find me, send us your email at gmail.com. I'm a Osher, I'm a TV host, I'm an author, I'm a dad, I'm a stepdad, I'm a cyclist, I'm a motorcycle rider, I'm an EV enthusiast, I'm a looking in the mirror to make sure that when I do a squat, I don't do something weird with my new artificial hip as I try to compensate for lack of muscle control guy. And I'm here if you want to get in touch with me. Thank you to everybody for the wonderful feedback about Amy Thunick's takeover of my Instagram on the 26th of January. I've left it up there. It's in the highlight reels of the stories there if you want to go check it out for reasons that I've gone into already. Uh, I think it's very important that we as a country try to make our country as awesome as it is for as many people as possible always because right now it's pretty excellent for some of us, but it's not pretty excellent for all of us. And there's more pie than there is pie chart. We can make it pretty excellent for many, 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 many more people. And we should because we can. And so it's important as a part of that, that we try to get to know other stories and other ways of looking at our country. And that starts with listening to other people's experiences and seeing them as valid. So yeah, if you haven't dipped into it, she shared some extraordinary resources and it's well, well worth your time to have a peekaboo at what she did. She's a very, very clever person, and I'm grateful that she took the time to do it. I just wanted to check in with you today. It's it's Friday, and um, the way uh, we spent our 26th of January was, um, what did I do? Oh, we were watching a Bluey episode about fruit bats, and so I put 
Wolf on the bikes, the bicycle, not the motorbike. <laughs> I put him in his baby, on his toddler seat, he's a toddler now, on his bicycle. And we rode down to the park because uh, we live near a big park that has a fruit bat colony. And we went to go visit the fruit bat forest. And we talked all about fruit bats. And it was pretty fun. And what else did we do? He had a nap. And then, oh yeah, in the afternoon, that's what I want to talk to you about actually. Uh, we needed to wash the dogs because the dogs were stinky. And so we filled up the, like the clamshell backyard baby pool thing. You've had one or got one. Well, you know what they are because you see them out on hard rubbish day all the time. Uh, we filled that up expecting to bath the dogs in it, but then Wolf was like, yeah. And so he started jumping around in it. It's like, all right, mate, you do that. We'll shampoo the dogs over here. So he was having a great time with the hose and um, he had his little uh, rubber shoes on. They're not Crocs. Sorry, I would never do that. They're not Crocs. Um, but they're little rubber shoes on. So he had them on because we were running around on the wet bricks. And um, he was in there having a ball of a time. And then he took his shoes off and he kneeled down and his face changed. And he says, I want to get out. And it's a 30-degree day. He's in a lovely, cool little puddle of water. He's splashing around having a blast of a time. And his face changed. I want to get out. And his voice changed, I want, I want to get out. And then he started grabbing his shoes and, and, and scraping the soles of his shoes down his legs. I don't want to get out. Take, I want to go home. Like, well, we are home. But I started to see that something was really bothering him. And Audrey and I both saw pretty quickly that we don't know what it was, but something was causing his legs to itch really, really badly. He couldn't put it into words, but he was so fucking distressed. He couldn't put it into words. He just kept saying, I want to go home. I want, I want, I want to get out. I want to go home. We took him out of the little play pool. So he's out of the play pool. He goes, I want to get out. I want to get out. So like, that's the only words that he knew how to use. And we could clearly see that he was getting, it was, he was, was winding up. Whatever was itching him was getting worse in intensity. We tried to use the hose and, and wash him off. And it was so full on to try to, Audrey's a professional at this, you know, she's had been through a toddler before with Georgia and so she knew to stay cool even though the kid's in a ton of distress, right? And it was very clearly bad for him. And I just follow her lead a lot of the time and I said, okay, well, cool, man, let's just try and wash you down and, you know, try to keep my voice really calm and keep my breathing under control and it was getting worse and worse. His hands were starting to shake because the adrenaline kicks in and, of course, then I can see, fucking hell, this is really bad for him. And his fingernails are going into his legs. He's trying to itch as we're trying to wash whatever it was off him. Audrey found a little barb of something in the little fleshy bit behind one of his knees. Oh, God, he's a toddler. Everything's fleshy when you're a toddler. And it was really intense, so... I was like, okay, mate, up we go. We'll get you up into the shower. Got him up into the shower. And he was just, by this point, he's at the top of his lungs in distress. And it was so full on. I had to keep, you know, keep calm. And it was, it was kind of, at the same time, it was very hard to keep calm. It was also very easy to keep calm because I knew this is the greatest thing I can do for him is to keep calm. Audrey, brilliantly, kept really calm. And we washed him off as much as we could. We used a cloth to try and get whatever we could off his hands. And I was going through the cupboards looking for, do we have any of that weird pink shit that my mum used to put on me when I was itchy? We didn't. But we did have bum cream, which is like the only thing that we've got really that can soothe irritated skin. 
So Wolfie got covered head to toe in bum cream because by this point he started to itch himself elsewhere. So he got him in bum cream and we got an ice pack for him and we put the ice pack on the particularly bit where he said it was, so where's, he was like, where's it itching? And he couldn't point to anywhere, but he kept itching this one spot with his hands because he couldn't use his, he was, he was so full on. And so we, we got the ice pack on him and we got the, you know, put a fan on him, little pedestal fan, and that seemed to, the sensation on his skin seemed to switch off the nerves that were bothering him and the ice pack seemed to help. And then we started reading a, a new book that we just got. So we started reading the book a bit and I could, he started to cool out and he started to calm down and started to relax himself a bit more. And then it took a while to get him back down, to regulate him back down again. But we went down onto the, we have a little trampoline at our house, which is pretty fun. And we went and laid on the trampoline. We just laid there. We looked up at the trees and we just uh, really cool. We just noticed the trees and we looked at all the different trees and just tried really hard to get him into that. I guess it's mindfulness, right? Just, what's that? There's the palm tree there. Can you hear the kookaburras? You know, just naming the things we could see and naming the things we could hear. We get upstairs. It's dinner time by this point. He finishes dinner and in the middle of halfway through his dinner, oh, wee wee. He's like, knows he has to call it out when it's learning how to use a toilet basically so he, as he's feeling it coming which is usually it's right on the right on the line right it's like okay off we go so him and Audrey went off to the potty and as he got off the, his chair it's about two centimeters long there's a little furry caterpillar crawling along his high chair must have been hiding in his hair or something what must have happened is he must have somehow found his way or something dropped out of a tree or whatever like a bunch of these things must have got on him right and I saw this crawly little bastard. <laughs> Even then I didn't squish it. I put it on. I let it go because I'm an idiot. Anyway, why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because it was really intense. It was one of the things that I worried about before we had Wolfie. I remember saying to Audrey, what happens if we can't meet him where... He needs us to meet him. What, is it, what, what happens if he gets distressed and we can't take the distress away? That was one of my real worries before he got born. And Audrey's very pregnant by this point, like a bit late to have this conversation. And she said, well, we just, we just make sure we're there for him. And we just, we're with him and we, we stay with him and let him know that he's not alone and we'll be with him. Because I was really worried about that. I was really, what, what if I can't take the fear away? What if I can't take away his pain? She goes, yeah, that's a part of it. You just have to be there with them. And it's only as I'm talking to you now that I realise this. That was actually something I was really worried about. And I guess following Audrey's lead, I just, we, we managed to just be there with him, as distressing as it was. And later that night, you know, as Audrey and I lying in bed, we kind of held each other and kind of shook a bit with how intense it was to see this little kid who's, oh, just in agony. Can't tell you why. It was so hard. But, you know, all we could do was just tell him, you know, not leave him alone to be with it, but let him know that we're there and we both, you know, the, the dogs stayed half shampooed downstairs for quite a while, let me tell you, because we both went upstairs to sort this out. And I'm grateful that we had the opportunity to kind of show Wolfie that a way to come back down from a peak distress moment like that is to be mindful and to sit quietly and just notice that, you know, things. And, and later on, when I was 
putting him to bed and I told him the story about his day. I didn't skip over it. I'm like, and then, you know, you got really itchy and then mum and I helped you and it really hurt for a while and we talked about that. And it was really good. I was really grateful that we, we did that. And then as hard as it was for everybody, you know, that he's got that knowledge now. It won't be bad. Hopefully, he's got that knowledge. That won't be bad forever. You just have to be with it and know that you won't be alone in it. I kind of started recording not really knowing how I'd end this. Sometimes I know how I'm going to end these, but I don't know how to end this one. I don't have a full stop or anything. I just wanted to share that with you. Because it was really intense. I'm grateful it happened. I'm grateful I know that I'll be okay. I'm grateful I know that that thing that I was worried about before he got born, I'm okay at it. And it actually is okay and Audrey's right. She always is. Yes, honey, it's recorded. You can make that your ringtone. Yes, honey, you're always right. Go ahead. She does listen. Um, But also I'm grateful that we had the chance. He and I had the chance to use, I guess, mindfulness lying on a trampoline, noticing which different trees we can see and which different birds we can hear to downregulate and to teach him that. You know, so ultimately I'm, I'm kind of grateful that we all went through that really distressing time yesterday because fuck, watching this human being that I love in a way that I've, I've never loved you know, I, the way I love these kids, Georgia and, and Wolfgang, is is a love that I've never felt in my life, and it's something that I've I've have never experienced. I, you know, if you have children, what I'm talking about. Before I had children, I'd hear people say these words and not know what the fuck they're on about. I'm here to tell you, you will. Something happens. Watching this person I love so much be in so much distress was really full on and really hard but it ended up being okay. Yeah. Oh, she's hard even telling you about it, remembering it. Fuck. <laughs> I even had a poker game schedule last night, but I told the boys I wasn't going to make it because I was just, I needed to decompress. Just kind of de-stress, decompress with Audrey afterwards, you know? Listen, it was full on. Anyway. I don't know if that is anything to you or not, but I wanted to share that with you. You can always get in touch with me if you like. Send us your email at gmail.com. I hope to see you in person soon, COVID allowing. We're going to do some live shows. We're looking at Brisbane. We're looking at Melbourne. We're looking at April. I'll let you know first. Keep your ears out. But you'll know very quickly when those shows are coming. And um, I can't wait to see you again. I can't wait for us to do some live shows again because it was so fucking cool last time. And I can't wait to start doing them again. I'll let you know. Like I said, Brisbane and Melbourne in April. That's what we're looking at first. We might get to Sydney. Uh, we're trying. But looks like it's going to be Brisbane and Melbourne at this point. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Andy Marr, for cutting up this episode. Thanks to Toe Hyde for the music. And thanks to Rachel Barrett for being the executive producer of all the bonkers ideas I come up with. She's amazing. I hope you're doing okay. Look after yourself. I'll see you on Monday. We're going to have a conversation with Johan Hari. 
He's coming back on the show. And me and you and Johan are going to have a conversation about your phone. His latest book is called Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention. And holy moly, it is eye-opening. It's a great chat. He's a great guy. I love his work. And you've heard me talk about my problem with my phone. I'm not alone. Surprise, surprise, I'm not a special snowflake. I'm not alone in this. And there's more to it. And we'll go into that with Johan. Can't wait for you to hear it. See you on Monday. Until we speak then, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.